calling again, All Saints. Yesterday we considered how important it is for us to recognise the part we play in the body, to think about our role and how we might take encouragement. Today let's consider together how important other people are to the body, how we view them and their role and how we might give encouragement. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 18 to 26. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honourable we treat with special honour, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. If verses 14 to 20 speak to those of us who struggle to see what value we bring to the body, these verses speak to those of us who think that our part is of such great importance that we fail to recognise the value of the other parts of the body, of which we are just one. We might be an eye or a brain, but cannot see or think how others might be important to the body. We cannot do without each other. I cannot see without you, eye. I cannot hold things without you, hand. Brain may tell feet to move, but if feet were missing, we wouldn't get very far. In God's upside-down kingdom, those parts that seem weaker are indispensable. The unpresentable are given special treatment whilst the presentable get none. Last year, in conversation with a friend, I had a picture that I've shared with some others and have been encouraged to share further here. I think it's relevant to this reflection, so I offer it here for you to consider. The picture was of a large river system something like the Amazon in South America. A massive network of streams and rivers and tributaries covering a huge area that eventually come together and create a massive body of water that spills out into the ocean. My sense then was that God is the ocean, vast, unfathomable, wild, exciting, refreshing, dangerous. But that over the course of my life and Christian journey, I travelled so far upstream that I had ended up in a little trickle of water that was possibly even in danger of becoming cut off and stagnant. I'd lost sight of the bigger picture. And more than that, I thought I was in the right I'm sitting in a puddle of water, missing out on the exhilaration of the raging sea. 
I had adopted a position, even a style of Christianity that I considered the right one. I was guilty of believing that other ways of doing church were inferior, that other people's views or faith positions were less than mine. How arrogant of me to believe that my tiny viewpoint was the most valid and correct to the total dismissal of others. And it's not just church where I'm guilty of this. I do it at home, at work, on the road. Lord, forgive me for my arrogance. Of course, another result of removing myself from the bigger picture is that I don't have a concern for your suffering. I don't engage with your pain and I don't get to rejoice with you either. Imagine this image and some of our body are all too aware of this scenario at the moment. I'm in need of an operation. I can't remove the part that needs fixing, hand it over at the door of the hospital, come back later when it's fixed and carry on as if nothing had happened. The whole of me needs to go to hospital, to go through the inconvenience, the humiliation, the pain, the work of recovery, to reach a place of healing, and then, hopefully, be able to rejoice together in a far more meaningful way than if I hadn't experienced all the suffering. If I don't experience the pain, don't really have a right to the rejoicing either. From beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation, the Bible tells of God pulling together disparate parts to create one amazing body that functions as he desires. He created the heavens and the earth, and he will create a new heaven and a new earth. Family, we go it alone to our own loss. Let's pray. Lord, forgive me when I fail to value those around me. Help me to see that I am on a journey towards you and that I can't travel alone. I long to recognise the value in all parts of the body, to suffer with them and rejoice with them too. May your kingdom come. Amen.